Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to talk about a very popular diet trend, something that I get asked a lot about, And something that I think is worth discussing, especially for the Christian woman who is looking to yield her food choices to the Lord. Because the Bible is filled with verses that encourage us to fast, to abstain from food, and to put the Lord first. So what does that look like for a gal who's had some issues with food, maybe cycles of restricting and binging? Can it make it better? Can it make it worse? What are you supposed to do? Well, in this episode, I'm going to help you make a decision if intermittent fasting is right for you so that you can dive in or you can let it go. Because goodness knows we don't need one more diet rule of something we think we should be doing floating around in our mind. I mean, just a decade ago, eating breakfast was the most important thing we could do to start our day. And now you may feel guilty for doing it. Oh, my goodness. I'd like to start out by discussing how intermittent fasting is not biblical fasting. I'm not saying intermittent fasting can't be biblical fasting, because certainly we could fast all types of things in all types of way. And if it's done into the Lord, it's awesome and amazing. But to say intermittent fasting is a biblical practice would not be true, because there are so many people who practice it who are not believers who are doing it for the perceived health benefits. And there are some great benefits from stabilizing your blood sugar to helping your body age gracefully, as they would say. And there's truth to it. There is some great research to support not eating all the time. And oh my goodness, what a genius our God is. He has instructed us for spiritual practices to avoid food on occasion. It's a great way for your body to empty out your digestive system, and do a little spring cleaning, for lack of a better term. However, intermittent fasting is not the be-all, end-all for health. If it's something you choose not to do, it doesn't mean you're destined to poor health or to die early or to have bad blood sugar, for that matter. In fact, it's something that I had avoided for many years due to my dieting history. Now, if you think about fasting and it starts to cause panic in your heart, I want to speak to you right now about that. God is a God of peace. God doesn't lead us into uncertain circumstances just because. Meaning he will lead us into things that stretch us a little bit, but we'll have peace, an underlying deep-seated peace in the midst of the circumstances. And maybe you've experienced that before. He's asked you to change jobs, to start a family, to let go of a relationship. And while it feels very unpeaceful, you have that peace that surpasses understanding in your heart. And 
When it comes to something like choosing intermittent fasting, I would first encourage you to be led by your peace. Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit directing you in which way to go. And if it's not him, girl, you can just let it go. Because you see, anything that's done for and unto the Lord can have a fasting aspect to it. In fact, one of my most popular blog posts is talking about how to find food freedom through fasting made easy. And I'm not trying to shortchange the power of fasting. What I'm trying to do is to introduce those of us who may be afraid to go without food for a period of time, a small, easy way to get the principle of fasting, which is essentially to deny yourself something that you want or need, well, namely food, right? <laughs> um, but it could also be numerous other things, something that to deny yourself something that you want or need for the sake of the Lord. And those cravings, those desires, whether it's a desire to eat, a desire to scroll, a desire to turn on the TV, those desires are intended to turn your focus to God. Now, if we want to step into fasting in the area of food without jumping full in, we may do so by giving him something simple, like a bite or two of our meal. It's not the bite that matters. It's the intention with which you give him the bite. Imagine this scenario, right? You're at the end of a meal and you save the best bite for last. And you give that to the Lord. And it means something to you. To everybody else at the table, they just think you're scraping an old scrappy bite into the trash can. But to you, you're saying, Heavenly Father, I give you this bite of food. I'm sowing it as a seed of self-control, God. I'm giving it to you. It's a little fast, just a tiny little bit of me. And this denial of myself is giving me an opportunity to pray to you. Imagine this scenario. This might be a little stretching for you, but imagine this. Imagine you're in binge mode, right? You're just eating mindlessly, not thinking about it too much. And all of a sudden it hits you. Wow, I should bring God into this scenario. And of course, our normal old way of doing things would be to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to finish eating this. I'm going to get it out of the house. And then tomorrow, tomorrow I'll eat perfectly. But you say, I'm going to fast this to the Lord. I'm going to deny myself something that I want unto the Lord. And you take that last bite, that last little bit in the bottom of the ice cream container, and you give it to the Lord. You say, God, I'm denying myself. I'm sowing this as a seed of self-control, and I'm giving it to you. And that, my friend, that is the way you can start to move into fasting. Now, if you're feeling led to try something along the way of intermittent fasting, meaning longer periods of time without eating, Again, be led by your peace, but consider that it's not all or nothing. For so long, we've followed diet books that say, you eat like this, and here's a picture of what you should eat, or here's a chart, and here's what everything should say. They don't take into account how hungry you are, how active you were, how busy you were. Like None of that stuff is considered. And yet, if you don't meet that criteria, you feel like a failure. You get stuck in all or nothing thinking. The idea here, and looking at that, sowing seeds of self-control by little bits of fasting, that is breaking that diet mindset. That is breaking the all-or-nothing thinking 
by allowing you to partake of something that could be helpful or is powerful, right? The word of God said that fasting is powerful for a desired end result of bringing the Lord into your struggle and ultimately glorifying him. And then your next step, if you're longing to do a more purposeful intermittent fasting, would be to look at bringing back your eating window to 12 hours a day. 12 hours is an excellent amount of time for your digestive system to have a break. That means if you eat breakfast at 7 a.m., well, you'd stop eating at 7 o'clock at night. If you really like that nighttime snack at 10 p.m., then you'd hold off your breakfast until 10 a.m. And the reason why this is beneficial is that gastric emptying, giving your body a chance to fully empty out. But that break of eating does also teach your body how to be a little bit more adaptable. So for constantly eating small meals all the time with processed carbs or lots of carbohydrate, there's no need for our body to become metabolically adaptive, meaning it could use fat for fuel, which is accessible for most of us, or carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are really easy to digest. They give you some quick energy, but then you kind of crash out a little bit. And that's why those, you know, a bag of pretzels doesn't hold you over for that long. However, if your body becomes used to those periods of time without eating, namely what we're talking about here is 12 hours overnight, then it gets a little more efficient at utilizing body fat for fuel. It's kind of like a different process. It's like teaching your body a new language if it's not done it before. And so you start there. Are there greater benefits as you extend the windows of time? Maybe. For some people, yes, they find it very helpful to have a little bit less time to eat their meals. It helps them regulate their hunger and fullness a little bit more easily. How for others, the sheer thought of waiting until a certain hour to eat causes so much stress and anxiety that it actually elevates food to a higher place in their lives. See, all nothing thinking says that it needs to look like one way or the other where ultimately it's you and God together deciding if this is something that really fits into your life. Now, I love a good experimental mindset. This is the mindset that says, maybe something will work for me. Maybe it won't. Let me try it for a little bit in a non-judgmental mindset and see if I like doing it. Let me go to that 12-hour window. Notice how I feel in the morning. Does it help me regulate my appetite a little bit better? Do I think about food more or less? All right, let me adjust from there. See, you have enough nutrition information in your mind to write a novel, right? It's not a lack of information that you need. It's the fact that there's so much contradictory information that causes you to feel like nothing you could do is right. Where you can give yourself permission to take all that data and apply only what works for you, girl, you're going to be unstoppable because you can let go of all those diet books, all of the information, and find contentment and peace in knowing what works for you. And that is the deal with intermittent fasting. OPS, have you ever been completely puzzled by your overeating? Like you knew what to do and then you ignored it all and you found yourself covered in cookie crumbs. 
Well, if you can relate, today's freebie is for you. It's the 10 reasons why you can't stop overeating freebie, and in it we'll break down the top 10 reasons why ladies struggle with eating too much. And then we won't just leave it there. We're gonna give you 10 solutions so that you can move forward in a purposeful and prayerful way. So you ready? All right, grab the link in the show notes below. Oh, 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 I have one more thing to ask. If you have two minutes, could you please head on over to your podcast app and rate and review the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast? That will give our podcast lots of extra juice to reach women just like you who need food freedom and hope through Jesus Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month, deep-dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's Word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.